following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity and was recorded at Westminster Chapel in Toronto. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ over every area of life, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. It's going to be a short sermon, but it's important that you are here in the house of God with his people tonight. And it's important that we pause on a night like this, especially this night, to listen to the Word of God and to consider the Word of God. Because the meaning and significance of Christmas is given to us in God's Word. It's not defined by the advertising and the marketing. It's not explained by the various songs that we hear. You know, Mariah Carey, apparently that's the number one Christmas song of all time. I disagree. I think we've sung a number of songs tonight that are better than Mariah Carey's song. And so it's important that we remember what God's Word declares about the meaning and significance of this night. And I've chosen as my text for our consideration just one simple verse. It comes from Isaiah 9, verse 6, where Isaiah announces, this is a prophetic declaration, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. Now, some of us know this verse well because we hear it sung every year in Handel's Messiah. And Handel has put that very beautifully and very very powerfully to music. But we need to remember the original biblical and prophetic context of this announcement. Because when Isaiah announces to us that to us a child is born, to us a son is given, he announces that birth in the context of a prophetic declaration about the darkness and the distress of humankind. And that comes in chapter 9, verse 6, but before chapter 9, you have chapter 8. And it's helpful to remember the context of chapter 8. There, Isaiah is lamenting the state of Israel. He's lamenting that Israel has turned away from their Lord. They've turned away from God. Isaiah there laments that the people of God now have contempt for him. And he says they have turned their face upwards in pride. And they've turned away from him. And instead they are looking to the earth. They are looking to themselves as the source of salvation, as the source of deliverance. They're looking to themselves for meaning and significance. And Isaiah says, behold, they look to the earth, they look to themselves, and there is darkness, there is dread, there's distress, there is the gloom of anguish. And Isaiah makes that announcement of the birth of a child, the birth of a son, in the midst of this lament, in the midst of this sermon in which he is pointing out the darkness, the distress of a people who have turned away from God. And the reason for the darkness is the rebellion of the people. And the darkness that they are experiencing is God's judgment on them. And Isaiah says, the Lord has hidden his face from us. And that's the darkness. And tonight we gather here and we hear again this announcement of the prophet. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. And we too, like Isaiah, hear this announcement while living among a people in this city of Toronto, in this province of Ontario, in Canada, 
who are living in darkness, who have turned their face away from God. A people who don't know the presence of God. A people who live, as Isaiah says, in the dread, in the distress, in the gloom of anguish. And every year I like to look at the different newspapers and the magazines and the reflections and the reviews of the year. And the magazines always look ahead to 2020. They look ahead to the new year. Here's what to expect. Here's what we anticipate. And I was in the checkout at Shoppers Drug Mart, and I saw their McLean's magazine, and it, it was announcing on the cover, here's what's ahead in 2020. And so I thought, I'll read this. I'm interested what McLean's has to say about the year ahead. And in the opening pages of that magazine, there are a number of editorials, opinion pieces that seek to chart a way forward. Here's where we need to go. And one of the short articles says that we need to read once again the Communist Manifesto, as if Marx and Engels are the light that shines in the darkness, as if Marx and Engels are the ones who are going to lead us into a brighter future. And then the very next article speaks about the generational conflict. I mean, maybe you've heard about this expression, OK, Boomer. And I've been listening to these different uh, panel discussions about generational conflict between the boomers and the millennials and Generation Z. And this article says the millennials and Generation Z, they need to come together. There needs to be a coalition of these younger generations. And through protest and activism, that will lead us into a brighter future. But again, we need to hear the words of the prophet because Isaiah says to us tonight again, if you look to yourselves, behold, if you look to the earth, you're not going to find deliverance. You're not going to find your way into a brighter future. No, Isaiah says, behold, there is darkness. There is distress. There is the gloom of anguish. And that's Isaiah chapter 8. Deep darkness, dread, distress, the gloom of anguish. But then we read the opening lines of the very next chapter, chapter 9. And here Isaiah announces good news. He says this, In the latter time, He, God, has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in deep darkness, on them a light has shone. And then he goes on to reveal the source of the light. And he says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. And Isaiah's promise long ago, in the midst of a generation that had turned its face away from God, a generation that lived in distress and darkness, Isaiah's promise was the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those who walk in deep darkness, a light has shone. And here is the, the marvel and the mystery of what Isaiah announces. He says, the source of that light is a child. For unto you a child is born, to you a son is given. And what Isaiah is announcing is that one day God would turn his face towards us. He would set his gaze upon us, and we would see the light of his countenance. And what Isaiah is telling us is that if we want to find our way out of the darkness, if we're looking to a brighter future, it's not going to happen through some sort of scientific or medical breakthrough. 
It's not going to happen through some sort of political or social reform or program. It's not going to happen through some sort of philosophical or religious inquiry and insight. What Isaiah is saying to us is it will only happen if God turns his face towards us. And what Isaiah announces and what God promised through the prophet is that one day God would turn his face towards us and that we would walk in the light of his countenance. And again, the marvel and the mystery of Christmas, of this night, is that God has turned his face towards us and we see his light. We see the light of his countenance in the face of a newborn child. To us, a son is given. And we're gathered here tonight and you look outside and it's dark. But tonight we hear again that announcement. To us, a child is given. To us, a son is born. God has turned his gaze towards us and we have seen the light of his countenance. We have seen his glory in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we consider the significance of this night, the prophet looks forward to and we look back to what theologians call the mystery of the incarnation. That is, that the word became flesh. The son of God became a man. And he dwelt among us. And John the evangelist says, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son of the father, full of grace and truth. Isaiah looked forward to that. He announced that. He promised that. The incarnation. And tonight we look back to that first night. That first Christmas Eve. When the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And one of the things I like to do every Christmas is I go back and I pull out my old books which have hymns and sermons from the church fathers. That is, from pastors from the early church, like the 300s and the 400s, a long time ago. But the early church would gather together usually around midnight, so later than we're gathering here tonight. And they would sing songs and hymns of praise to the Son of God. And they would preach sermons celebrating and remembering and contemplating the Incarnation, that the Son of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And some of my favorite sermons were preached by a pastor in North Africa in the 5th century named Augustine. And I want to read to you what Augustine says in one of his sermons. Here he's meditating on the mystery and the marvel of the Incarnation. And he says this, Tonight, the maker of man was made man. The bread from heaven was hungry. The fountain of life was thirsty. The light of the world slept in darkness. The way grew tired by the journey. The truth was accused by false witnesses. The judge of the living and the dead was brought to trial by a mortal judge. Divine justice was condemned by the unjust. The one who disciplines was scourged with whips. The vine was crowned with thorns. The foundation of all things was lifted up and suspended upon a cross. The Almighty was weak and wounded. The resurrection and the life was crucified and died. And after this litany of paradoxes which celebrate the mystery of the Incarnation, Augustine says, 
he endured all these and similar indignities for us to save us. Because Isaiah the prophet doesn't just simply announce a child was born. No, for unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And so tonight we remember and we contemplate and we celebrate the mystery of the incarnation, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Tonight we remember that God has turned his face towards us in Christ. Tonight we remember that we who walked in darkness have seen a great light. We who live and dwell in deep darkness, a light has shone, the light of God's glory. And we have seen that glory, we have seen that light in the face of Jesus Christ. And so tonight we hear the word of the prophet and we remember the promise. For us a child is born, to us a son is given. But we also need to hear the warning of the prophet. Because Isaiah doesn't just simply make that announcement and make that promise. But he calls us to a response. He calls us to respond to the face of God turned towards us. God's face is turned towards us, but we need to turn towards him. And the warning is that if we don't turn towards him, we remain in the darkness. We remain in deep darkness. We remain cut off. We remain in our sins. We remain in death. And so the prophet calls on us, and the announcement of the gift of God's Son tonight calls on us not just to rejoice and marvel at the Incarnation, but calls on us to turn to him in repentance and faith, to turn our faces towards him. And Isaiah warns us that this son, this child who is given, yes, is a light shining in the darkness, but he also says this, he will be a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling. And remember when Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus to the temple, the prophet Simeon took him up in his arms. And he rejoiced at receiving him, but then he turned to his parents. And he turned to Mary, and he said, Behold, this child is appointed for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. So yes, tonight we... Hear that announcement again. And we look to Christ. And we see there the light and life of all men. But the light of Christ shines on us and it reveals our hearts and it exposes the thoughts of our hearts. And the prophets call on us to respond in repentance and warn us that this Christ is a stumbling block. He is a stone of offense. And so we're warned tonight that we don't stumble and fall, but that we respond to the gift of this Son in the right way, that we respond in repentance, that we respond in faith. And so tonight the question is put to us, is he to you a sign of offense, a sign to be opposed, or is he a sign to be received? Isaiah said, when this child comes, the people will turn up their face, upwards in pride and arrogance. And tonight, do you scoff at the son? Do you scoff at the child in the manger? 
Or do you fall, fall down before him and worship him? And tonight we gather together. We remember the gift of God's Son. We remember that unto us a child is born, a son is given. And Isaiah says he will be a sign. And the prophets say he will be a sign. A sign to be opposed or a sign to be received. And it's fitting that on this night we have set before us this table. Because this table is also a sign. The Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed gave us a sign. He said, this bread is my body which is given for you. And he said, this cup is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. And so in a very tangible way, we can respond to the light of God that shines upon us tonight in Christ. There is a sign for us here tonight, a sign that we either oppose or that we receive. And tonight, God calls us to repent and to receive his son. And so we come to this table now, the Lord's table. And this table is a sign for us. And so we come forward in repentance, we come forward in faith, but we come forward also rejoicing. And that's what the prophet declares. Yes, a light will shine upon the people and they will rejoice. They will walk in light and they will rejoice. So let's come now to the Lord's table because here we have set before us in bread and wine, the gift of God's Son. And we receive him anew tonight in repentance and in faith. This message has been brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share this content, but do not charge for it or alter it in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. For more resources, please visit ezrainstitute.ca.